This episode is brought to you by MyBookie. Everybody knows that hockey's great, uh, sports in general are great, and one way to make them a little better is by betting on them. MyBookie.ag is here to help you do that. MyBookie.ag has the most lines, the best odds, and the fastest payout of any online sportsbook. They also have 24-7 customer service support to help you win some money. So what are you waiting for? Uh, Right now, you can go to mybookie.ag and use our promo code THPN to get an additional 50% of your initial deposit up to $1,000. What that means is if you put down $100, they give you an extra $50, so on and so forth. Go win yourself some money and do it with mybookie.ag. So again, mybookie.ag, promo code THPN. They will match your initial deposit 50% up to $1,000. Mybookie, you bet, you win, you get paid. Enjoy the episode. What is up, Siren Sounder Podcast? It's me, Zach, here with you again. It's Thursday, uh, and this is episode 38, so welcome to it. Uh, I want to start out by letting you know that it finally has happened, folks, and I know that this is going to be confusing, but let me explain. Siren Sounder, a Canes podcast, has its own uh, dedicated feed on the Hockey Podcast Network, okay? Many of you are like, didn't, wasn't, didn't you already have that? What's going on? What's happening here? Allow me to explain. So from the dawn of time in the Hockey Podcast Network world in October when we launched, uh, it originally started as one feed and you would get 31 episodes every Monday and Thursday, uh, which is great to have all the shows, but sometimes could get a little cluttered for a lot of people. And a lot of people had asked about getting uh, direct feeds to each show. So now... We have done that, and each show now has its own feed. Uh, right now, they are on as I as I record this, and this could change, you know, by the time this comes out. But right now, every every show has its own feed on uh, Spotify and Google Play, and there's a, many other streaming services as well. Um, Apple, if it's not on there right now, as you're listening to this, like if you're going to look for it right now and you can't find it. Uh, it will be on there very soon. My feed I had, and this was because I did start this podcast before the inception of the Hockey Podcast Network. Um, so, you know, I had my feed from the end of last season to, you know, up till summer. And then I started updating it with shows uh, after the Hockey Podcast Network went for that exact reason. So it would have its own feed. Um, I'm no longer going to put those on that one. So I'm going to do away with that one. Uh, but you'll still be able to get, you know, all the all the new episodes that come out on their own feed, which is which is fantastic. So make sure you subscribe to that wherever you get your podcasts. Um, of course, they'll still come through the same way as they have been before. But uh, you're gonna want to you're gonna want to subscribe to that individual feed. So so go do that. And while you're there, definitely rate and review it. If you've already rated and reviewed the show, you gotta go do it again because it's a new feed, and that's just how it works. And that helps with. Uh, you know, the charts and, and the advertisers being happy and uh, more advertisers jumping on board. So please go do that. Uh, if you're confused by that, it's all good. 
you know? Figure it out. You got it. I believe in you. Um, all right. Where are we? The Hurricanes just lost to the St. Louis Blues on Tuesday, and that wasn't fun, huh? That was not the best of games. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know what else to say. To be honest with you, um, it... <laughs> It just uh, it, it was a bad performance all around. It it looked to me my like if I had to pick one description of that game, it would just be unstructured. Like at so many times where I just found myself going, "What are you doing?" Just complete in, in complete disbelief. Several plays where guys just skated off into no man's land for no reason and left guys wide open. And it's just like, what are you, what, what do you think you're doing right now? That's more important than leaving that guy wide open. Like, what, huh? What he's gonna score? And guess what? Score they did uh, six times, as a matter of fact. Uh, you compile the just complete lack of structure on defense with the complete inability to, uh, you know, organize themselves on the penalty kill and taking a few penalties, uh, which led to some power play goals as well. Uh, and then you couple that with um, Peter Morozik probably having one of his shakier performances of the year, and there you go, six goals allowed. Uh, and you know the the three goals scored aren't much of a, um, you know, it doesn't make you feel much better because that that game was just it was a dud. It was a dud, and and you know it was a dud against the um, last year Stanley Cup champions. So. You can't go out and lay an egg against one of the best teams, in my opinion, uh, you know, inarguably a top two team in the league. You can't do that. It's not going to work. Um, and it just, it's not working right now for the Hurricanes. And, and really, and I don't know, you can, you can draw the line from the Dougie Hamilton injury, but um, it may be, you know, they had, they had problems, but losing a guy like that definitely makes you have to shake up your defense and who plays with who. And, and forces guys that aren't doing too well to play more minutes. And I've said this before, but I continue to notice that the Hurricanes are spending so much more time in their own end than they have at any other point this season. Uh, and that is allowing, one, the shaky defense that, you know, hasn't been airtight all year, has had their problems, especially on the third pair. Well, now the third pair extends to, I don't know, everyone but Jacob Slavin and Brett Pesci, really. Um, and so there's a third pairing guy out there pretty much at all times. Um, and they're having to defend more because they can't get it out. And that's leading to, you know, you're noticing more breakdowns. I don't, I don't know that you wouldn't have noticed the same amount of breakdowns earlier in the year, but they just were keeping the play in the offensive zone more. That's the style. The style is be where you need to be defensively, take care of that, limit their chances, and then go in the offensive zone, you know, keep it down there and limit the amount of time you have to play defense. That's the easiest way to play defense and make yourself look good. Uh, and you know, and then the goalies don't have to do much, and all you really need is average goaltending to not let in any you know, super softies and, and crippling goals like that. Um, and then your offense is, is a bonus. You know, every, every three, four, five goal performance you have is, is a bonus. You, uh, you, it just makes your cushion bigger. So that's the goal, right? Uh, but lately the Hurricanes, like I said, just pinned in their own zone way too much. It's causing them to take some penalties. And then, you know, the penalty kill has been struggling uh, re- here, like super recently. They've let in some power play goals, specifically in that game against St. Louis. You know, most of the time they've looked good, but 
they were just out of sync uh, all, all around. I, I think that, that game was just bad. It wasn't as bad as the Vegas game as far as it looked like when the guys came out against Vegas, they just forgot how to play hockey. I mean, there was no good pass. There was no smart move. It was just choppy. I said it looked like watching a men's C-League game. Like it looked like it looked like I went to the Iceplex uh, at 8 p.m. on a Tuesday or probably later. They make you play games like 10.30 there, man. It's freaking dumb. Um, and just watching a bunch of like, grown grown men that haven't played hockey in, in 12 years put it on skates and, and try to make something happen. Uh, so it wasn't as bad. Like They still made some good plays, uh, but as far as just scheme, I didn't know what I was watching. I didn't know what the, uh, what the focus was. Like There wasn't a focus. It seemed like nobody was focused on where they needed to be. Everybody was just kind of like, uh, and just, you know, moth to a light uh, fluttering around out there. That's not a method for success. Um, so St. Louis game, just not a good one. I mean, it was just everything. The, the offense had chances. And if you look at the stats, the chances are like even or even favoring the hurricanes, but really it didn't make it super difficult for Bennington, you know, and they scored three goals. So that's great. Uh, but just as a, as a team, they didn't seem to know what was going on in their defensive end a lot. You left a lot of guys wide open. I mean, the Pareko goal, like, why is he that open? Like, you know, I, I think that, uh, Mrazek had a had a chance to save a lot of these, but uh, you know, also why is that guy wide open? Why why is why are there three guys to our one in front of the net to where a rebound is is going in? You know, you got to ask questions like that. So um, it, there's plenty of times where you can you can say, oh well, our goalie had to step up, and that really would have made a difference. It would have made a difference in this game, but I don't think the Hurricanes win no matter what, playing the way they played. Uh, against most teams, honestly, and definitely not against St. Louis there. They're way too good. They'll, they'll hurt you there, and the Canes have to figure this out. Um, you know, the trade deadline's coming up, but at that point, I think we get to the trade deadline, and if this team continues to just not figure it out in their defensive zone, they're going to be at a point where it's like, do you want to, you know, sell anything without a, a true uh, guarantee that you're, you're really looking to make the playoffs? I mean, it's kind of like last year. Like, they were in... A, you know, they were fighting for it, but it, it wasn't guaranteed. It obviously wasn't guaranteed till the last game or two of the season. So, um, you, you just don't want to risk and, and, and sell a bunch of stuff that's not necessarily helping you, uh, make the playoffs, you know, like that's not what you're fighting for. You're not going to sell off your future just to get into a wild card two spot and lose in the first round. Um, and, and right now the Hurricanes have a lot of stuff to figure out in the defensive end. And I think it has, their Fords have a lot to figure out too. And I don't mean offensively. I mean, in that same stretch on defense, like some of these guys just look lost, like playing, playing defense as a winger is not hard. (laughs) It's just not. And I, I say that as in like compared to anything else, it's, it's not hard to do. It's not hard to know where to be. It's very simplified. Most of the time, you're just guarding the point, guys. You know, you got you to gotta win your battles along the boards and all that sort of stuff. When you're back-checking, obviously, you have to fill in and cover the center spot sometimes or maybe even the defenseman spot if he's pinching. Um, but a lot of times, some of these wingers look so lost that I can't believe they made it to the NHL and they look this lost. It blows my mind. I, I don't get it. Um, Ryan Dezingle has looked rough lately. Uh, he looks like a guy who's just trying to prove himself way too hard and just thinks that the only way to do it is by scoring goals. You could just take care of 
you know, not becoming a complete defensive liability. Uh, and that would impress me to start. And then, you know, from there, the offense comes. It's just so, it's getting to the point where I feel like the this, ro- this Hurricanes roster is not built around Rod Brendamore's ideas. And so it's hard for him to get these newer guys to buy in because like it's just not a style they're used to playing or maybe even believe in playing but I'm telling you man it's it works the proof is last year that's all you need you know and the guys that weren't around to be a part of that you know the guys that were here for that and, and bought in along the way and I think that they they get it they they understand and they they lived it you know they you can't you can't argue it they lived it they went through it they know what it's about they know how playing a certain way uh, kind of guarantees their best chance of success. And then you've got guys coming in this year that, that don't know that. They weren't through it, and you can try to convince them a million ways, but if you haven't been, you know, you can. this is in life in general. If you haven't been through a thing, it's really hard for some people to understand your point of view when you're arguing it and you have been through it. I'm here to tell you that it's not Brendamore. It's, it's the, it, whatever, however you want to build the roster, Rob Brendamore's got it right. His idea on on you know how to play the game is right. I don't I don't care what anyone says. I don't I don't want to watch pond hockey every night. You know I'm not saying I want to see two one games every single night, but you have to be defensively responsible, and that leads to your offensive chances. But everybody being where they need to be defensively, and and you know maximum effort in their board battles, and and you know making sure that they're back, and and making conservative plays and the neutral zone and all that sort of stuff. All it does is guarantee your best chance of getting the puck out of your zone immediately, and then you can go on, on the offense. You're fresh, and the other team's on their heels, and then you hem them in, and then you keep going. You keep doing that. You keep a team in their zone for sixty percent or more of the game. And you're going to have way more success. If you keep allowing all these, you know, two minute shifts in your end, it, you're going to get scored on a lot. And there's not a lot your goalies are going to be able to do for you uh, if, if that's the case. And, and you're not going to get any offense because every time you get it out and your guys, especially when it's your top lines that are hemmed in, that's the thing too, is the fourth line can't keep being the line that plays, you know, that has the best Corsi percentage. It just can't. Because those guys aren't the guys that are going to go score you goals. You know, it's great if they do, but it's it's you can't expect it. You know, your your top lines have to do that. And when your top lines are spending, you know, seventy percent of their game in the defensive zone, they can't do anything because by the time they get it out, it's time to dump it in and get off the ice and let the next guys come on. And then you know you got you got guys like Brock McGinn and Warren Fogle and Jordan Stahl and you know trying like in the offensive zone and that's great like good for them for for working hard and 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 getting that momentum and and those chances but those aren't the guys that are going to have the best chance to put you in the lead they're just not like credit to those guys they do a great job of doing what they do but uh you know they're not scorers that's why they're not out there in in those situations and you just need the top in talent on this lineup to just figure that out. I don't understand why it's so difficult to, like, I, I, I don't understand why you, there are guys on this team that don't realize that if they just lose focus in the defensive zone and let their guy go or aren't constantly like head on a swivel, knowing where they need to be and knowing and making sure they would take care of their responsibilities, you're going to get scored on. And then guess what? You're not going to play. I mean, look at Ryan Dezingle looked lost on that play against Vegas. Um, and you know, that, that whole line Halla has looked bad defensively. Um, and his offense has dried up and it's probably for that reason. He's spending too much time in the defensive zone. Uh, Natchez has looked, you know, dynamic offensively, but 
but un un uh like not able at all times to simplify it um which is is you know he he is a he is a star playmaking like he can make things happen he's got that that high elite uh you know hands and and passing and and shot uh but it's not always it's not always there and especially if your line's not going sometimes you have to be willing to you know crash the net you know gener- generate some chances that way or or get traffic in front and at times it seems like they're trying to just be way too fancy and when it's like me playing NHL 20 and I just keep trying the same play to you know center it to a guy on a one timer into an open net and like they're covering it every time and I turn it over and then I'm always like I don't understand why this isn't working I'm like dude you've tried the same thing 30 times there it's not there <laughs> like stop passing it to that guy he's not open um and it they just need to simplify and I mean I've said it a couple times this year it's, it seems like this team just doesn't want to they're they're so offense focused and it's like all that matters to some of these guys is is goals and goals are like a drug at times I mean I think it was the same way for Nino Niederreiter like why he seemed to struggle he was trying too hard honestly trying at all if you're if your goal in a game is to score like if that's what you're playing to do you're not gonna play well Unless your name is Alex Ovechkin, you know, and then it doesn't really matter what you're trying to do. You're so you're so talented that you're gonna make it happen no matter what. Speaking of, that guy is on an absolute tear. Like, what is even happening? Um, but you know, I, to get away from that, uh, if if your goal is just you know, I, I need to I need to justify myself. I need to score goals. You're you're not gonna score, and it's because you're gonna be in your own zone the whole game. Because you're going to be cheating for offense, and it's going to give the other team an advantage to keep the puck in yours. It's going to make it easier for them. Why don't guys understand that? If I can sit here and explain it that simply, why don't professional athletes that have played this game their whole lives understand that? Why can't these guys buy into that? That is the most frustrating thing to me. And you know it's not lack of effort. They're trying. And you know you, they want to win. They're all super competitive, and, and they're talented. And it's just, it's just a mentality. It's just, are you willing to do this or not? And for some guys, it looks like the answer might be no. And that's disappointing. Um, and you hope that that turns around. And, you know, you hope that the offense of that third line comes back. But uh, it looks like they're, they're, they're just trying. They're trying. It came with ease at the beginning of the season for that Holla Dezingle Natchez line. It came with ease, right? Talented players playing fast and just abusing third pairs, basically, was what it was. Um, and then, you know, cut to injuries, break that flow up. Guys go off on their own. Natchez, I think, still does well. Dezingle still does well, although he's not doing well in the goal-scoring department, which is kind of his MO and I think what he wants to do. Um, and then, you know, maybe lose a little bit of confidence, come back together, and it's not quite there the way it was, and then now they're pushing for offense. And that is exactly why, that is why they're not doing as well, because they're trying to... Do that. You don't try to do that. It just happens, you know? You don't try to get a scoring chance. You play the way you know you're supposed to, and the scoring opportunity comes about, and then you take advantage of it. That's how it works. You work for chances. You you don't just, like, magically happen upon them. I mean, unless it's, like, a freak turnover or something, but you know what I mean? It's, it's not... You, you can't... You can't just play the game with the objective of off. I have to score, I have to score, I have to score. You're never going to get a chance to because you're always going to be on the wrong side of the puck. You're going to make it too easy for the other team to stay in your zone. 
And then when you finally do get a chance, you probably play defense for so much that shift that you got nothing left. And you, it's either a one on four because your team already got off and changed, or you have to just get it deep and, and live another day. You never got a chance on that shift because you were cheating for offense the whole time. It just doesn't work. And I don't understand why. I'll never understand why some guys can't buy into that. It's not. It's also not hard to play defense. Sorry for the dog barking. It's not hard to play defense. Um, it's. Hang on. I'm sorry. This is an exclusive right here. You're getting to uh, take into my life. Watch this. Hey, shut the fuck up. Huh? Don't be doing that. I'm trying to do something in here. You're loud. Do I come in your house and yell? I mean, I am right now. That's right. Shut it up. Jeez. No respect. <clears throat> All right, sorry. Um, <laughs> my dog just looked at me. She sat straight up and looked at me like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Where was I? I don't even know. Um, yeah, I mean, I- I'm done I'm done with that sort of rant there. It's just buy in or, or miss the playoffs. That's the choice. That's the choice you got. I don't, you, well, you don't believe in, in what this guy's selling you? He already, it's successful. Oh, I don't know if your product makes any money. We're a Fortune 500 company. Yeah, I see that, but, you know, I just don't trust it. Like, what? it already happened, dude. What do you mean? Hey, isn't it supposed to rain today? It's raining right now. Mm, I don't think it's going to rain today, though. But it's look around you. You're wet. It's raining. Yeah, I just don't, I don't see it. I don't, I don't believe it. I don't think it's going to rain. That's what's happening right now. Doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, it's really, really frustrating. Um, a lot of people talking about goaltending. Look, here's the thing. Peter Morazic hasn't had a great last few starts. We do we do this every we do this every two weeks. Uh, this is a goaltending tandem. They're going to go back and forth, um, and just like last year, there's probably always going to be one guy that's playing better. Uh, lately, it's been James Reimer, but give James Reimer five starts in a row, he's going to start having these starts too. It's just what it's a one-two system. You don't have a, a a guy you can just ride for the whole year, you know. So you have to deal with the fact that you're going to have to go back and forth, and and hopefully you you catch one guy on a good streak, you catch another guy on a good streak when he starts. Um, but you know, every every time a guy has two rough starts back to back, or even you know, five starts and two of them are not great. One of them, maybe one of them's bad. One of them's not great, but he got by with it. And the other ones are good or fine or better. Um, we start talking about, oh, it's time to it's time to fix the goalies. Like it's <laughs> you you you've thought that six times over the course of this season, and you've you've you know everybody was like, oh, Reimer's not going to work. We need to bring that up. Why is Reimer even on this team? Why do we trade for him? Blah blah blah. And then he starts being the better goalie, and everybody's like, see, yeah, he's good. Now it's Peter. And then Peter goes on a tear and wins like however many in a row at home that he won and put and putting up all these great numbers and one of the hottest goalies in the league for a few weeks. And then you're like, yeah, see, look, we're good on goaltending. Why would anyone say otherwise? And then Reimer has a bad game and you're like, yeah, see, Ned would be better. I don't understand why he's not in. And then Reimer goes back on a tear and is like killing in his last 10 games. And you're like, I don't understand why we don't just start Reimer every game. We should trade Morozik. He's terrible. You're making, <laughs> you're making all these judgment calls in like five game spans and it's just, a, it's a bit ridiculous. Um, like, I get it. The goaltending, Mrazic specifically has, uh, Reimer, I don't know what else you can ask out of Reimer in the last couple months. Uh, I don't know what else you could ask out of that guy. He's been playing great. He's been playing just as well as he has in his career. Um, and it's, it's, it's awesome. But at the same time, you can't, he's, 
you throw him back into that 60 games a year mental like that number true number one goalie and it's not going to go as well it's easier to do it this way like it's easier to do it when it's not all on you and you're not being out there night after night after night in every position uh so you got to keep you got to give both of them a chance and and peter for the most part has been fine this year and now he's had a couple of you know struggling performances and and now everybody wants to act like we need to you know completely up the goal the goal team's been fine if you look at the stats it's been the same as last year where was everyone last year saying that you know it was all everybody was all over it and we're getting essentially the same thing if not a little better i think Reimer's better than McElhaney. and everybody is acting like the goaltending is the problem it's 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 not helping some games but it's definitely not the problem the problem is this team's defense and the problem is that 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 best defensive core in the league thing it was a mirage man I'm sorry if 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 you don't feel that way, but it, it's just true. Everybody always says, "Oh, the Hurricanes have the most." Everyone I talk to, too, um, you, you know, that doesn't watch the Canes every night, it always leads with that. Any interview I ever do with anyone is always like, "You know, we all know the Hurricanes have one of the best decors in the league," and I'm like, "No, they don't. Your team's is probably better right now." Um, you know, the Hurricanes have Jacob Slavin and Brett Pesci, who are two incredibly gifted defensive players, and then Dougie Hamilton, who's hurt, and then all third pairing defensemen. And Edmondson, I think, can play a, a second pair role, but over the you know over the long run, it definitely performs much better in a third pairing role. And can't handle big minutes and can't handle lots of speed coming at him. He takes a lot of penalties. So uh, what are you left with? All third pairing defensemen. That's not the best defense. You know, we have no second pair defensemen. <laughs> that, that's not a that's not a good defense. That's not a recipe for success. Uh, and you know, I'm sure the Hurricanes are trying to look at options to trade for someone with term to to fix that. Because guess what? Even if you fix it this year, it's still going to be a problem next year. Uh, and look, I, I I think Hayden Fleury's played well lately. I still think he's a third pairing defenseman. I think he can be a good third pairing defenseman. There's nothing wrong with that either. Everybody wants to act like it's like top two or bust. Like, no, dude, every team needs a third pairing defenseman. It's not bad to be one, but you can't have a team constructed only ju- of just those. Like, look at Trevor Van Riemsdyk last year, and I thought even the year before, like, I thought he played fine. I thought he was really good, and, and we all talked about him as one of the best third pairing defensemen, and, and that's what, you know, that's all you need. Like, you need those guys. It's, you, you need them a lot. And he, he made a huge impact on the season last year, and, and it was unfortunate that he got hurt because I thought that Kane's struggled on defense without him, uh, you know, more so than they had with him, obviously. Um, but so the, the goaltending isn't isn't the biggest problem. That's the biggest problem is your defense and your forwards that aren't bought into, to, you know, not taking a breath in the defensive zone and all those sort of things you hear Brendan Moore say. Uh, the other thing I hear a lot is, is this is... I I don't know if the, maybe someone can help me here. If you're if you're listening to this and you're uh, a member of multiple fan bases or you're not just a, or you're not a Hurricanes fan or you're a fan of another team in general, help me out here. Help me figure out if this is a Hurricanes fan base phenomenon or if this just happens on all teams, especially when they haven't done well. Um, the whole oh insert AHL player's name here needs to be called up. I don't understand why they're not giving him a chance. He would he is what this team needs. It when has that ever happened? Okay, I won't say ever because it has happened, right? I mean, look at Jordan Bennington last year like he wasn't the team's plan. Uh and then you just call him up and he kill. I mean, that happened. It happens sometimes, sure. A guy comes up and and does way better than 
you expected him to and, and thrives and hopefully becomes a great NHL player. But a lot of times those guys also burn out quickly and, you know, kind of fall back down to reality. When's the last time you saw a guy that uh, wasn't, you know, or even was touted as like a high-end prospect, but has, hasn't made the roster, like has had chances to make the roster and hasn't made it and, and has call-ups and didn't really stand out a whole lot. Uh, and then you just call him up in the middle of the season and he's elite and, and really makes a difference on your team. When has that ever happened? Why, why do we all act like that's, that's guaranteed? It doesn't make any sense. It's like a 10% chance of it happening, and yet everyone acts like it's more, like more likely than not, if the Hurricanes were to bring up Ned and put him in goal, the more likely scenario is not that he would put up a 925 save percentage and a 2.2 goals against. What? The more likely thing would be that he would be an average or slightly worse than average NHL goalie. And I'm not ragging on him. Like, it's fine also. You, there's plenty of other guys. There's a, like actually a select list of guys that are that or better in the world. But why, like, you think he's going to be, you think he's going to be better than either of these guys right now? I guarantee you there's a lot of people being like, yeah, yeah, I do. Okay, that's fine. You're entitled to that opinion. I disagree. I think that it, you wouldn't really get much of an improvement. You might get some of the same, and you might get some games where it's better and some games where it's worse. But I think overall, you're probably going to get around the same. Like, I don't think Ned's going to jump into the NHL and, and become, you know, a superstar goalie. I'm not saying he can't. I hope he does. I'm rooting for the guy. Um, but to expect that is wild. That's what I've always said. It's not that it can't happen. It's not that I don't see the potential in these guys and I, I'm rooting for them to get that and want to see them achieve that. But to expect that is insane. It's absolutely insane. It's the same thing with, you know, people want to bring up Jake Bean. It's cool. Bring up Jake Bean. But what does it fix? So now you're just replacing a third pair defenseman with a third pair defenseman. Like I think Jake Bean has made ridiculous strides in his game over the last few years and has continued to excel at the AHL level, which is a very talented league uh, and keeps getting better and better. That's fine. Keep letting him get better and better and then give him a chance to beat someone on this roster and improve the team. Not just call him up because we're having issues and just hope that he's ready. Because, you know, it's really hard to be just ready full time. And I don't see how people think that Jake Bean's going to, is he going to be a top four defenseman? That's what you think. You think we're going to call up Jake Bean tomorrow. He's going to jump into the second pair and make a big difference and play great defensively and score goals. That's the realistic thing that's going to happen. No, the most likely thing to happen is that if Jake Bean were to get called up and you've seen it before, he would come up, he would do fine. He would be fine as defensive end. He might make a couple mistakes, but all in all, he'd probably do okay. He wouldn't be phenomenal. He wouldn't be bad. That's probably what would happen. Does Is that a huge improvement over this defense right now? It's what a lot of them do. <laughs> like, it, I, I don't, you know, whether you want to replace one guy or another, I think you're talking about our sixth defenseman. When you're talking, So, like, does changing our sixth defenseman really make the biggest difference that we need? He's not the answer. He He's a piece of the future, and he's an exciting prospect that I'm very excited about. I, I appreciate the heck out of Jake Bean and the improvements he's made in this game and how well he's doing in the AHL. I'm thrilled for the guy. But to act like he's the answer to the defensive woes, insane. Absolutely insane. It's like if a kid was doing really well in high school and you were like, this is the future right here. This is, a, bring him up. He's the new, he, he needs to run NASA. Like, you think the kid's just going to run NASA? Yeah, obviously he's got a lot of potential, but maybe let him figure that out first. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it would be insane. Um, it's the same thing with Julian Gauthier. You want to know my honest opinion? You ready for a Julian Gauthier take fresh from the mind of Zach Tompkins? Here it is. I, I 
like Julian Gauthier. I like the way he plays. I like his size. I like his style of play. I think that he has killed it in the AHL and proven that uh, he's he's really taken control in that league and become a great AHL player, which the next step for a great AHL player is getting moved to the NHL, right? I've also seen Julian Gauthier in the NHL, as we all have if we've watched the team this year. Didn't stand out to me much at all. If anything, in a negative way at times and in an okay, like, you know, create a chance or two, but not a not a serious, serious threat. Um, and, you know, a little bit of a liability and needed adjusting to the system. A guy that, to me, would do much better getting a, another full training camp and, and being with the team from the start if he can crack the roster. Um, I could very, very much see Julian Gauthier fall into the same lines of like a Yanni Kokkinen as a guy that crazy talented in the AHL and kills it and then comes up on the team and, and you're like, I like this guy, he's good and I like the way he plays, but he just doesn't seem to do a whole lot at the NHL level, not really adjusting well, you know? Maybe Julian Gauthier can come up and, and be better than that, but, um, you know, even in the preseason, it was like you saw him kill it and do well and, and just out-effort everybody, basically, because he wanted so badly to make this team, but, you know, still not putting it up, you know, not scoring, uh, which is fine. Like, you're not, you, you just ask him to play well, but to me, if that's what you want from that guy, you kind of want to see that in those games. And then when he gets brought up, like it just, it was like, now you're playing against real NHL talent. And it was like, there's not much of a noticeable gap, you know, anywhere. And, and uh, it's just, I, I I don't think he's, he's as bona fide as an NHL ready player as a lot of people think he is. And I could see the team using him as a trade piece and I wouldn't be too uh, upset about it if that was the case, because I think right now I, I just see him, coming into the league and kind of being okay, but never really making it off of a fourth line role and doesn't really suit him. You know, I could see, I see him as a guy that needs to be in the top nine and maybe doesn't have the, the ability to do it. Uh, and I could be very wrong about that. And guess what? I hope I am wrong because it would be better if it worked out that he was just a true top six four. That would be great. Everybody wants that, right? So it's not like I'm rooting against the guy. I'm absolutely rooting for him, but I wouldn't be surprised realistically if he just doesn't work out as a full-time NHL guy. Uh, and if that's going to be the case, I would rather the team you know, trade him now while his potential is still the biggest asset and not his performance at the NHL level. So uh, I just, I, I'm kind of tired of hearing the, oh, you know what this team is missing? Prospect, prospect, prospect. No, they're not. Because if those guys were better than the guys in the NHL, they'd be on the NHL roster. And if it was as cut and dry as, as you think it is with like, oh, well, clearly this guy's better than... It, then they would, you know, that would have been proven and they would have been up here. But um, we've seen some of these guys play and they haven't differentiated themselves from the guys on the NHL roster. It's just, it's just crazy. Imagine sending anyone from the Hurricanes uh, NHL roster down to Charlotte. They'd probably kill it in Charlotte. It's just, they're NHL players. Like it, it's not the same. So um, this episode was a lot of me just arguing. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes it's going to be like that yelling at dogs. It is what it is. I'm not super happy about how the team's been playing lately, um, and I'm not. Uh, I don't think I'm far off from many of you, um, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna paint this in a. Oh, there's no way this team makes the playoffs. No, this team can very, very much make the playoffs. They gotta. They gotta clean it up. Um, they need to find a consistent lineup. They need Lucas Walmark in the lineup. Uh, I didn't like that at all, and you know maybe it was just a precaution because of the hit he took. But I think it was just next man out, and, and I don't think that's the guy you take out. There's there's plenty of guys that I think have earned a reason to come out, 
And I don't think Lucas Malmark is one of them. So I hope that that was just because, you know, you wanted to give him an, you want to just be super careful with a guy who's played well this season. But uh, hey, guess what? A guy who plays a, a really good two way game with some creative ability offensively as well. Uh, what happened when he wasn't in the lineup as a center and an important, important member uh, is the team seemed to lack more structure. It's almost like they have more structure with a guy like that in. It's almost like a, a good two-way center is a pretty valuable piece, especially when that can put up 10, 15 goals in a season as well. That's where I'll leave that. Team Walmart. Uh, you already know how I stand on that. All right. Well, I think you've had enough of me. I'm optimistic. I think the Hurricanes will find a way to turn this around, uh, you know, and, and hopefully they can secure some sort of deal that helps them out on the defensive end. It's really unfortunate, the Dougie Hamilton injury and the timing of it and all that. Um, but you, you got to get past it, and it's going to require just it's going to require guys figuring that out and everyone stepping up a little bit more. So we'll all hope for that in the coming weeks. Uh, game tonight against, uh, who do they play tonight? I don't even remember. Arizona, right? Yeah, that's who they play. Uh, so oh, that, that that's one that the Hurricanes need to win. They need to win the rest of this road trip to me. I think that all these teams they can beat, and they need to prove that they can beat them. And, and look, we just played a really good team in the Blues, so looking bad against a really good team is not always as as bad as it as it seems because, like, hey, that team's trying to, and they are good. <clears throat> so uh, my throat is, is dying. I'm about to fall apart. I'm going to sign off. Please follow at SSKane's podcast on Twitter. You can email sirensounderpod at gmail.com if you have questions um, and all that sort of stuff. So hit me up if you want to. Please go subscribe to the individual Siren Sounder feed on all the podcast platforms. Please rate and review it because it needs ratings and reviews now. Uh, it's a new, it's new, new feed. Like, understand, it's new. It's not the same old one you've been, you've already, anyone that's like, oh, I already did that. Nope, you didn't. This is the first time you're hearing about it. So go do it. Um, I would appreciate it. And I hope you all have fantastic weeks and weekends and i'll be back monday uh probably with a uh, a little guest here not one that you know but it doesn't matter uh i know him so uh have a great week again signing off for real